Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. Morning. We ask that may your strength, may your spirit, may your grace be richer to us. We come to hear your word. Speak to us. Minister to us. Talk to us. May we be blessed. May we be filled by the coming of your word. I ask that having preached your word, let me not be cast out. I pray that God, may the speaker of the word be blessed. May the hearer of the word be blessed. That together we shall obey and be blessed by your word in Jesus name amen the power of prayer how many of us pray how many of us pray everybody pray in a way because prayer has so many um, dynamics and so many means by which we pray but we know that everybody pray but we know that we Christians, we pray and we have to pray more. And then, um, especially charismatics, you know, we pray and then we pray more aggressively. And if we don't pray, we can't blame God for whatever happens. And if we pray, we also have to thank God for whatever happens. Amen. Because when we pray, we give God a permission to do what he wants to do. If we don't pray, we give the devil permission to carry on with whatever he wants to carry on. So that is the two ways. If we don't pray, we don't blame God for what, has, what is happening. And if we pray, we must thank God for whatever holds so hot happen. If we pray, we thank God what happens. If you don't pray, we don't blame God what happens. And don't wait for things to happen before we pray. Let's pray before things happen. Hallelujah. The power of prayer. James chapter 5 verse 17. James 5 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like that. Give me old King James. Old King James. Old King James. Okay, let me use Kojovi. or Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are Elijah was a man with like passion subject to like passion everything you and I suffer, go through, feels as a human being, Elijah have the same Amen everything you and I feels Elijah feels the same Everything that makes us weak, Elijah has same what weaknesses. Elijah eats, he sleeps, he wake up, he got hungry. So whatever is that is common to human beings, it was common to Elijah. So the Bible said that he was a man of what light passion, and he prayed. But he prayed what? 
earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Hallelujah. A man of like passion. A man like you and I. A man who have the same weakness, the same feelings, the same problems, the same burdens, the same challenges. And he was able to pray that it should not rain for six and a half years, three years, uh, three years, six months. And it did not rain. The Bible said that. And he prayed again that it should rain. And it's what? It rained. Amen. That means prayer is not respecter of the person praying. But the faith which is praying. Amen. From the Elijah story and results of prayer, it simply means prayer is no respecter of the person who is praying. But the faith, that is what? Praying. That is why you don't say that I have been praying and praying and God is not answered. It is not who is praying. It's the faith. Hallelujah. Sometimes God answers the prayers of unbelievers and he doesn't answer the prayers of believers. Because at that instance, it's the faith that is praying. And you shouldn't get it wrong that because I am a Christian, anytime I pray, God will answer my prayer. It is wrong. It is wrong. Amen. It is wrong. The Bible said that he reigns on the righteous, he reigns on hot. Don't righteous. He reigns on the wicked, he reigns on hot. The good. Let's look at Luke chapter 8, verse 10 and 14. Two men went up into the temple to pray. They went where? To the church to pray. Two men. So, every, not everybody who comes to church to pray are Christians or believers or righteous. The Bible didn't say that two Christians went to the temple to pray. He didn't say that two believers went to the temple to pray. Two men. Hallelujah. So as to who is their person, God is not interested. They are all human beings who went to the temple to pray. And let's look at what happened. The one a Pharisee and the other a Republican or a publican. So the one was what? Self-righteous man. Christian or in other words a believer. And the one was not a believer. A publican, one was here. He's there. The Pharisee stood and prayed. That's with himself. He prayed. The Bible said that that's with him. The other verse said he prayed of himself. He was full of confidence. Me, because I'm a Pharisee, because I'm a Christian, because I'm a believer, because I belong to a department, because I'm a church leader. Full of himself to pray. And say, God, look at I thank you that I am not as other men. There is the, the, the believer who is praying. I thank you that I'm not like 
other men. Who is an other man? Amen. I thank you. I am not like the other men. Ah. Extortionists, unjust, adulterous, or even as this Republican. <laughs> is he praying or is fighting? That is why I said, I see, God does not answer the person praying. Some of us, when we are praying, as if we are fighting. As if we have a problem with God that we are settling. I am not like this. God, look at that girl who stole panties at ShopRite. God, look at how I serve in your house. Look at what I do. Others who don't do anything, you are blessing them. What about me? <laughs> that is the type of prayer the gentleman was busy praying. Referring God. Why God must not answer other people and must answer him. Let's move on. I fast twice in the week. Self-righteousness. I give tithes of all that I possess. So, watch it well. He said, one, I am holy. The first one. I am not an unjust. I'm not that this. I'm not an adulterer. I'm not this. It means I am a holy person. Two, I pay tithes. Three, I fast. And then four, he is committed to the things of God, the house of God. So everything that we shall be looking on as a criteria for God to answer our prayers, he qualifies it. Hallelujah. It does not mean that living holy, paying tithes, fasting and being committed is of no use. It's very, very important when it comes to the whole righteousness and the deeds of righteousness. But when we come to the scale of what? Prayer. There's something more that God is looking for again. I mean, some of us go to God and say, God, I pay tithes, so you need to bless me. No, it has what it does. God, I fast. So, listen, Jesus said that for this kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. So, it, it has this rule. The Bible is a spiritual manual. When you understand it and obey it, it gives you the results of that which God has stated. If you do this, you get this, you do that, you do that. So, you don't do one and expect that the other shall be done unto you. And the Republican, that is the sinner, the other man who doesn't fast, doesn't pay tithes, he is not holy. He is not committed to any church. He just come to church and go. Standing afar off, standing afar off simply means that he was very, very concerned about his relationship with God. He wasn't so much keen with what and what, but his interest was, look at my, the distance between me and God. He was standing afar off, will not even lift up so much as his eyes onto heaven. He couldn't even lift up. You see, so some acts of prayers does not move God. Though. 
but smote upon his breast. That's what he's beating his breast. Saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Was beating his breast and was praying. Be merciful to me, a sinner. That's not what I'm interested in. But you know something? He was praying specifically, specially on an issue. The first Christian, what was the issue he was praying on? What was he praying on? Nothing. Nothing. What did you pray on? But this man as a sinner, this man was far from God, was praying on what? An issue. He was praying for a result because there's a problem. He is seeking God to intervene for his life. Most of us believers, we pray, but we don't pray on issues. You see, there's difference between praying for your problem and praying for the problem. You can be praying for your problem, Father, I and this is it. But you can take time and say, God, I drink. And I want to stop drinking. I quaffed last night. And I want to stop. I know that Holy Spirit, you in me, you are able to bring this habit out. I come against every spirit of addiction which is inside of me. I beg you right inside of me. I cast you out. The Bible says that no two people can co dwell in the same place. The Holy Spirit and sin cannot co dwell in me. Righteousness and darkness cannot dwell. So, drunkenness and holiness cannot live in me. I cannot be addicted to the spirit and be addicted to alcohol. Oh God, I know that from today, this habit of drinking is killed inside of me. Thank you. Then pass it on to the spirit. But we just get up. Hey, Sunday morning. Hey. I wanted to stop drinking, but here I am. I've drank again. Hmm. You are lying. Devil, you are liar. I said you are liar. Me. I'm telling you, this is the last time. I say, you spirit of alcoholism, I rebuke you. You will go. Hey, water. Ouch. Ouch. That evening, you will cough more than the other day. Because you have cleaned the engine. You have paid the engine to take him more. What was the issue? Address the issue. Don't just get up and start praying of your problem. Pray of the problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, where is the best prayer room to pray? Luke said, Two men went to where? The temple. Luke chapter 18 verse 10. Two men went into the temple. Ladies and gentlemen, the best prayer room that you can ever have for your prayers to be accelerated and faster to God is in the house of God. The house of God. The house of what? God. 
in your house run to the church jesus said my house shall be called what the house of what prayer so the church is the best place to run to pray whenever you come to church to pray nobody will disturb you i'm telling you people come here to pray and sometimes when i even entered and i see that somebody is here to pray i go out and take the other entrance but when i enter you see that people are on the altar praying i go out and i use i don't want to disturb them because they are fulfilling righteousness this is called a house of prayer not a house or a, a walkway you can't pray in your house come to church and pray some of us are blaming and i can't pray and in my house there's distraction and this thing. why is the church sitting down we didn't build this one as a monument of tourists it's not because of what beautifying domi pillar too that's why we build this edifice we build it because the people of god must have a place to fellowship with their god to commune with their god to talk with their god and to have encounter with their god it is a place that when you run to the devils following you must stand at the entrance they can't follow you to this place hallelujah the house of God. The second plane is in your lonely private area. Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said that when, when you pray, go into your room and lock the door. Privacy. Privacy. Some of us, we don't have privacy in our prayer. So, it is not literally about going to close the door and be there. No, you can close the door but you are not private. When you close the door and your TV is on, you're not private. You close the door and your radio is on, you're not private. And it's not that maybe you are being inspired to pray. Because some of us, we pray with worship. But it's on. TV is on, program is on, something is on. And some of you too, your mobile phone is with you. It's not that it's on silent or you put it on. It's on loud. And the funny thing, you see some people and they're with their phone and they're and we are praying and we are with their phone. Not that they are reading scripture. They are praying and we refer them and scriptures. And this even to me, when I'm praying and I'm going want to go with scriptures, I don't go with my phone, I take the Bible. Because when you're holding the phone, before you see a message, peep, and as curious as you are, you want to refer which message is that. Maybe it's a boyfriend or girlfriend who have just sent a message. Yeah, then you stop the prayer, you go and read. <laughs> this guy is funny. A public White House. I know that between 10 to 12, almost the whole compound, everybody has visited the place. They've gone to work. It's left with the boys' boys. Hey, then I'll go there. In the chamber of chambers. Even if it's 30 minutes, I will do it there. I will come out smelling, but I will go and bath. And I will see results. I didn't say that you should go and lock yourself up. It's the condition that your father who hears you in private, in secret, shall reward you what? Openly. When you pray secretly, God answers it openly. When you pray in the church, quietly, God rewards you openly the good thing about prayer is we do it privately but the result is open and that makes prayer sweet nobody knows what you are doing inside but when people begin to see your life outside they can tell that no something is happening 
this person might be very prayerful. Hallelujah. The efficiency of prayer. Prayer is very powerful and very effective. It is very powerful and what? Very effective. Your prayer can be powerful and it is not effective. Your prayer can be effective and it is not powerful. But it must be powerful and it must be effective. Amen. The reason is that prayer is powerful through God and effective in the name of Jesus Christ. It is powerful through God and effective in the name of what? Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 And the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal, but mighty through what? God. The weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal, but they are mighty through what? God. To the pulling down stronghold. I'll come to that place later. Prayer is what? A weapon. It is what? A weapon. Listen. All our armory as militants of Jesus or of God we triggered it through what? Prayer. All our, everything we do is a, is a form of worship and it's a worship of what? Prayer. All. It's a weapon. And if that weapon is going to be effective and powerful, you must pray it through God in the name of Jesus Christ. John 14 verse 3 And whatever you say in my name Hallelujah So those of us who just pray Make sure that your prayer is full stop And whatsoever you shall ask in my name That I will do That the father may be glorified in the son So prayer Is powerful through God Effective in the name of Jesus Christ How does prayer become powerful and how does prayer become effective? How does the two work together? But I want you to know that prayer is powerful through God and mighty, effective through what? Jesus Christ. Being effective. Now we are talking about the strength of it. If it is powerful, able to do the ultimate, if it is effective, to achieve maximum results then it must be strong and the strong the strength of prayer is through God in the name of Jesus Christ prayer is stronger through God in the name of Jesus Christ that is why when we are praying say oh God oh God but when we finish you say in the name of Jesus Christ there are some who praise without most of these days, most Christians don't pray in the name of Jesus Christ. We only pray and we stop. Father, I pray. Lord, I, I, I pray. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Then we go. His name is the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. It shall never change. So prayer is powerful enough. Stronger enough. Number one, 
to pull down strongholds. You are now looking at what the power of prayer can do. Then we pray. It is what? Powerful to pull down what? Strongholds. We read 2 Corinthians 10 4. We are not going there again. But it is mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Strongholds. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is any resistance that the natural human strength cannot overcome. Whatever your natural strength cannot overcome is a stronghold. Some of us, we have so many strongholds and we have tried all other means. We are not able to overcome it and instead of giving it to prayer, we are still forcing. We have paid connection. We have paid bribe. We have done everything. There's still no results. It's a stronghold. Whatever your natural strength, your natural ability cannot overcome, it is a stronghold. And the only prayer can handle it. Hello? Are we together? I'll finish very soon that we pray. Because I want us to pray. So a stronghold cannot be overcome by one, personal strength. These are the human strength we have. Number one, personal strength. Macho. Your macho cannot overcome a stronghold. No matter how you flex your muscles, you can never overcome a stronghold. I'll explain it further. Academic strength. I've gone to school, I went to Oxford, I went to Kent, I went to whatever. Drop it. It can never overcome what? A stronghold. Sometimes you meet people who talk big of their, their academics and, 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 and I, don't, I don't dispute, I love it. I love it and I want people to have academics. But ladies and gentlemen, it has its place. When you are dealing with strongholds, let us deal with it on with what? Prayer. Let us not lose natural strength and academic strength and the financial strength. I have money. Listen to me. Sometimes money will never. The Bible said the money answered all things. That is the things which are hard, physical and human. Money cannot answer spiritual things. Money does not answer salvation. Money does not buy life. Hello? We have seen people who have money and they are dying of toothache. People who have degrees. Say that he was at control, yes, but the man was a leper. Physically, he was an army man, so personal strength he has it. He has guns, bows, and arrows. <laughs> the Bible said that if God does not watch the house, the watchmen watch but in vain. The man has every weapon, he was an army commander, every security, but he was a leper. He could not overcome it. The man has gone to school, so he was a general. 
academics, he has it. He has the position and the ranks. But still, he was a leper. There were other human beings, other human facilities. There were hospitals. There were specialists, skin specialists, blood specialists, allergy specialists. All these things, human structures, everything of them were there. The man was a leper. Hello? This morning, every stronghold in your life, by prayer, it shall go. Every stronghold, hoping, resisting, and keeping your life from moving forward. As we start to pray, that stronghold will give away. It will give up. It will never continue to stay because we are coming to it in the name of Jesus through the power of God. Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. Let me explain something. Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. The Lord is good. A stronghold in the days of what? He said God is what? But a stronghold in the days of what? It means that in the days of trouble when you enter into God, nothing can overcome God. May you run to God for who's chasing you. May you run to God for, for whoever is after you. May you take your problems to God. May you take your cause to God. May you take your issues to God. May you never stand and try to solve your problem alone. He said, and he knoweth them that trust in him. He knows what? Them that trust in him. It means God can be a stronghold, but if you don't trust in God, drop it. He can be a stronghold. He can be a resistance for any enemy that is after you. But if you don't trust that God can be of a rescue and a resistance and a stronghold to your life, you will never benefit his strength. Let him explain. If God is a stronghold, ladies and gentlemen, what can overcome God? What can overcome God? Can your physical strength overcome God? Can bow and arrows overcome God? Can guns and missiles overcome God? Nothing. Can academic position overcome God? Can ranks and positions overcome God? Can any human institution overcome God? Never. So that means that a stronghold can never be overcome by God. Any human strength or any human abilities. Never. The only thing that can overcome a stronghold is what? The weapon of prayer through God in the mighty name of what? Jesus. So if God is a stronghold and if God can be overcome, then it has to take what? Prayer in God through Christ. So he said that, you know something? You know what God said? He said that what? Refer me to my word and see if I will not what? Change my mind. One day, the Bible talks in Deuteronomy and Exodus, the children of Israel has got to a place and they rebel against God. And when they rebel against God, God said, oh, fine, I am going to kill all of them. Moses, I will finish all of them and I'm going to raise to you a new army. And when God has spoken, his final. He's a stronghold. Nobody can overcome him. Moses look at it and say, hey, you guys, there is nothing we can do about it. But you know something? The only way that a stronghold can be overcome is praying through God in the name of the Lord. And I'm going to make sure that I shall overcome God. The Bible said that Moses left God and he went to pray. Then he said, oh, Oh Lord, father of Abraham, father of Isaac, father of Jacob, God who took us from Egypt, crossed us through the Red Sea, by your mercies, have mercy upon these people. And he said, oh God, remember your word. You promised these people that you are taking them from Egypt to the promised land. You can't kill them here. The Bible said, and God changed his mind. May the Lord change his mind. I said, may your prayer cause any strength.
stronghold to give up unto you if God has made his mind against you as you pray in the name of God in Jesus he will change his mind listen God issued a degree that King Hezekiah you will die you will die the only trust in days of trouble is what God who is our stronghold and the stronghold who is your trust in the day of trouble said that you will die the prophet could not save you listen there are certain verdicts of God when they issue go to your knees and pray and stop chasing prophets stop chasing pastors stop chasing people there are certain things when God declared it is between you and God no other third party can intervene or can be a mediator the only mediator between God and man is the man Jesus Christ when you take him out no man is a mediator we are servants to save you the Bible said that and when he was taken up he gave some to be pastors we are just ministers of the gospel but when it comes to our relationship between God and man it is the man Jesus Christ so sometimes if God himself has issued a verdict about your life stop depending on man stop going to people pray with me pray with me pray with me prophesy to me and you are suffering go into your room lock the door run into the church go to your knee face God lift up your voice refer him to his word and see if he will not change the story about you I prophesy to two people here that any stronghold that is holding your mind as you lift prayer to God he will change his mind any stronghold that is chasing you as you lift up your voice he will change his mind in the name of Jesus he's a stronghold in the days of trouble so nothing Moses could not change God's mind Ezekiel the prophet could not so Ezekiel turned to the wall and he said God remember I have saved you the Bible said that your labor of love God will never forget the Bible said that your work in the house of God he shall remember so when he turned he said God remember I've served you God remember his word he said that I will change my mind even though I am a struggle in these days of trouble in your life Ezekiel I've said you will die but by referring to me a weapon of prayer is mighty true God to the pulling down of stronghold even though yes I am a stronghold but your prayer has moved me I got to change my mind he said that King you know something you are not going to die again but you live for 15 years I prophesy to somebody who thinks your life is coming to an end receive 15 years grace I prophesy to somebody who thinks your situation is coming to an end receive 15 years grace I prophesy to somebody who thinks everything is running down on you receive 15 years grace you have 15 years grace to continue add it to your life amen 